G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. I wonder how you feel about the whole idea of where Christians stand on issues of human rights. It's easy to be sidetracked. It's easy to allow the Christian agenda to be hijacked by people who might even hold to a leftist agenda and be waving all sorts of banners that say they are the champions of human rights, when in actual fact, as Christian believers, we have some real responsibility given by God to stand up for the rights of one another. Andrea Takaji is back with us today. She's founding director of the Fighting for Justice Foundation. Hello, Andrea. Welcome back to 2020. Hi, thanks so much for having me, Neil. Andrea, this is one of the passions of yours when we start to talk about human rights and whether we're talking about the commodification of women or any other levels of abuse. On a recent conversation, we were talking about uh, prostitution and the ways that we need to be able to make a stand as individuals. And because we hold to a Christian faith, we have some compulsion to do so. When you think of Christians and the foundations we have in the Scriptures, how do we understand the way we ought to be standing for human rights? I'm so passionate about talking about this issue and I actually spent a bit of time preaching on it. So from the Word, we can read as far back as the Ten Commandments that God intended us to live in a way that honours one another. So if we look at the Ten Commandments, each commandment is not only about honouring God, putting Him first above all else, but honouring others with a Christ-like servant-hearted attitude. And implied within that is this sense of individual and community rights. So human rights, as it were, as we know them today, uh, go far as back as the Ten Commandments. We also see it throughout Scripture every time that justice is talked about. Righteousness is mentioned alongside it. And so if we think about God's character as a righteous God and that he does not separate righteousness from justice, we, we know that this righteousness actually includes justice. And it's at the heart of the cross of Christ. Justice is what happened, what occurred on the cross of Christ. Justice for all mankind, for all time. And the justice outworked in him as we partner with him to not only share the good news, but bring his kingdom here on earth. Is it the case that when we talk about being a Christian and appreciating the need to stand for human rights, that it doesn't really silence us from taking one side or another on a political debate because while we might go along with one side, and I'm thinking about immigration issues now mm, and uh, yeah. offshore detention, those sorts of things where mm. where Christians have said, you know what, it is good that those people are held in offshore detention, but 
who want to see a breakthrough, want to see solutions for those people because there's a recognition in which while those refugees, uh, those people who were seeking asylum, may not be allowed able to come into Australia because of the whole issue of, uh, of sinking ships and people drowning at sea. Mm. But the yeah. demand has not been as great uh, to see a solution actually come to pass. Uh, is this yeah. the sort of issue where you can, you can take two different sides of a debate, but really you want to see solutions for people and you want to see people cared for? I can't deny the immense complexity of this issue, politically, economically, socially, legally, of course. But the fact remains that throughout scriptures, taking care of the alien is prominent. So even the mandate of Jesus' ministry in Isaiah 61, when he read it out in the temple, um, talks about this. He said, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor, sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, proclaim the freedom for the captives, released from darkness for the prisoners, proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion. It goes on to talk about those who are aliens. And when we talk about uh, those who are aliens, we need to remember that Jesus, Mary and Joseph were also displaced persons when Jesus was born. You know, this is a reality that has has been part of um, the story of the world for so long. Persons, because of conflict, uh, economic or environmental issues, continually are displaced. As a Christian community, we are called to respond in love in grace and in care of the alien for those who are displaced, those who are foreigners in our land. But of course, uh, under those considerations, we need to balance things like national security and uh, the safety, public safety and safety of individuals and the community. So with a balanced approach, I think that we need to consider these issues You know, it is one thing to take a political side on matters, but I think it's another thing to be a Christian and be compelled by the love of Christ to love our neighbour, including the alien, the foreigner, and to do something about that. So there are many initiatives that, you know, churches across Australia and Christian organisations have started up to reach out um, to uh, refugees in our community. And that's the kind of action that we need to show as the love of Christ compels us. It's interesting that when we talk about human rights, uh, there are a number of dimensions. And while it might be a political dimension where you're making demands of government uh, to actually deal rightly with those who are suffering at the hands of abusers, there's also Mm. this other side of our Christian faith, isn't there, as you've been describing, uh, where we're there to pick up the pieces. Uh, We're Mm. there to help to heal the brokenhearted, just as Jesus said, That was his ministry, and that's part of our ministry too. Take us, though, a little further afield, because I know you do some wonderful work in Southeast Asia, in the nation of Cambodia, as we lift our sights and we look at other nations under different governmental regimes 
and oftentimes uh, guilty of human rights abuses uh, in the way that we'd look at those. Uh, there is a sense, isn't there, that we perhaps need to be even more active, proactive when it comes to what other nations are doing with human rights abuses as we are able to assess those according to the scriptures. Whether we're individuals who access pornography or we're in the corporate world that may have trafficking in our production line or we're active uh, citizens who want to lobby and advocate for the vulnerable, I think we all need to be aware that Australia is a developed nation in a developing region. And Australia is often a demand nation for um, services that exploit the vulnerable. And so we're surrounded by these developing nations that provide or supply these vulnerable persons who are in turn exploited in various ways. And so empowering them with uh, education, so teaching them their rights and ensuring that the prevention of that exploitation uh, occurs is really important and that's something that Fighting for Justice Foundation is actively involved in. It's amazing uh, that some people in churches will have a narrower view and will think of the preaching of the gospel as being the only focus of the Christian believer and of course it is a primary focus of the Christian believer but this other dimension of caring for people for recognizing human rights abuses and going into bat for those who are vulnerable those who are at risk this is another dimension of our Christian walk that sometimes takes a little longer to dig the foundations and to understand those things so you can take further action what's your encouragement to people to look a little bit deeper into some of these issues of human rights uh, and go a little deeper in their faith and in their proactivity in the way that they serve God. I would love to encourage each of you to read your scriptures with new eyes. Look into the amount of times that God talks about justice alongside righteousness in the scriptures. In fact, do a search and look up how many times God says that he loves justice. If he loves justice, then he calls us to love it as well and to walk in a way that upholds justice. And we cannot do that if we walk in ignorance of what's going on around us and if we do nothing about the injustice around us. I would also say that, you know, Jesus gave us a great commission, go into all the world. He wants us to share the love, the grace, the salvation, the mercy, the forgiveness that we have received with the world. And a powerful way that we can do that is to encourage justice in our communities and beyond and to show the world how to love justice just as God does. It's easy, isn't it, to say, I love justice uh, not quite so easy to say I'm prepared to confront injustice. Uh, mm. But really, I guess you've got to identify the issues of injustice so then you can prepare yourself to be able to be proactive and, and confront those injustices. That's, in some sense, what you're doing in some of your work and the things that you promote. Uh, but there's an attitude shift that seems to be a necessary thing if we're going to not just love justice because it's easy 
for that to roll off the tongue. Uh, but mm. to actually become prepared to address injustice, that just takes us a little bit deeper and we need to actually be uh, a little bit more assertive in the way we do that. And I see that as the Christian walk of laying down our own lives, humbling ourselves before God and partnering with his agenda, which is bringing his kingdom here on earth. So if his kingdom in heaven is just and righteous, and if he calls us to partner with him in that work, then that is the work that he has commissioned us to do. So when we ask the broad question of what is God's will for my life, it's that you walk in that justice and righteousness and to bring his kingdom here on earth. And as you say, what that looks like is sometimes really complex and uncomfortable. But I think in a safe space as a Christian community is where we need to wrestle that out. Because it then is the salt and the light in our world that the world looks to. And when they look to it, they see God, not us. And I think that is more powerful than any salvation message. Because within that, is the salvation of God. You know, Andrea, sometimes I get inspired by the idea that where we get our ideas about what human rights are, about what justice is, it comes from the scriptures. It comes from God's revelation to mankind. Uh, others might be making up their ideas of what it is to have human rights and what justice means based on all sorts of other things. And sometimes it's mm. based on like a secular humanism. It's a, yes. a man is in control type of idea. But for mm. the Christian believer, I imagine that we have to have a deeper appreciation of God's word being uh, the level of understanding of the foundation for what it is to know what human rights are. Yes. And we get these not only from scriptures, but we can see these in the lives, this testimony lived out in the lives of our faith heroes. We look at any character um, in the word that inspires us, Moses, Joseph, they are their mandate in life, their mission, their, their calling, their um, gift to the world was standing up for justice in various ways. Well, it's wonderful getting your insights today. Andrea Takaji, who's uh, trained in law and working in all sorts of areas, the founding director of Fighting for Justice Foundation. And Andrea, great getting your heartbeat today on issues like human rights and just how we understand those things as Christian believers. Appreciate your insights and thanks so much for being with us again today on 2020. I'll point people to fightingforjusticefoundation.com and there's also a Facebook page. Thanks for being with us, Andrea. Thanks for having me. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au